listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with me, Jade Elliott, where we talk all things pregnancy, children, and parenting. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 News podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health. You're listening to the Baby Your Baby podcast with myself, Jade Elliott. Joined today by uh, Dr. Caitlin Carpenter. You're a pediatrician with Intermountain Healthcare, and we so appreciate you being with us today. Thanks for having me. We're talking about newborn care. Of course, bringing a new baby home is very exciting, but uh, whether it's your first baby or your fifth, it's also uh, challenging. There's always questions. Every baby is always different. And so we, we kind of want to break down that first few days when baby comes home and kind of, you know, what expectations kind of look like and what routines we should be getting into. And then, of course, giving ourselves uh, grace and flexibility as well, not only as a mom, but as a whole family unit, uh, that's important. So I think, you know, one of those first questions is sleep. Sleep for mom, sleep for family, sleep for baby. And what types of strategies do you recommend when we're bringing baby home for the first time? Yeah, you know, as you said, bringing home a baby is a really exciting time for everyone. But one of the most important things I think from the get-go is just to be flexible. Every baby is different, as you said, and some are going to be really good sleepers from the get-go, and a lot of them are going to be up what feels like all the time for those first few weeks. Uh, I think... You know, the old adage that your grandma always says is sleep when the baby sleeps is really true. Yes. Because a lot of babies are going to have day-night reversal where they're up all night and then they sleep really good during the day. So as much as you can, just follow your baby's schedule for those first few weeks. Yeah. I mean, my youngest now is four and a half and I still sleep when he sleeps. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then also let's talk about sleeping in regards to how baby should sleep. There's a lot of um, back and forth, you know, throughout conversation of should baby sleep on their back? Should baby sleep on their tummy? Should baby sleep in a little pillow wedge? What? Sh- how should baby sleep? What's the best and safest way uh, for us to put our babies down? You know, we've really found over the last several years that babies are safest when they sleep on their backs. Um, We used to put babies down on their tummies, and we found out that that really isn't the safest way for little ones to be sleeping. And so on their backs with nothing really extra around them. We don't want those pillow wedges, no big fluffy blankets or pillows, Um, just basically nothing that we'd be worried about potentially covering their face around them uh, is really important. It is also important for them to be flat. That's also a really important thing. So um, we don't want them necessarily sleeping in those elevated kind of rockers that we used to have babies sleep in or things like that. So as much as you can, try and get your little one flat on their back. And what about swaddling? Because when I first started thinking about swaddling or or talking about swaddling, I just thought it was kind of something on trend. But it actually makes a big difference, especially with certain baby sleep patterns. 
Yeah, you know, some babies love swaddling. There are always those babies who don't, but I think it's a great thing to try for those first few months uh, just to hopefully make your little one more comfortable. You know, they've been kind of tight all this time and it may, lets them feel like they're snuggled up and still secure. And so getting them tightly swaddled either in one of those nice swaddles you can buy that zip up or in a blanket that's tightly swaddled but tucked down low be below their chin so that it won't be, uh, you know, a risk like we talked about earlier is a great thing to do. It works well for the first few months for a lot of babies, um, especially during the fussy time of day. But by the time we get to about three months, it's time to start transitioning out of that tight swaddle so that they can work on moving their hips and other things more too. Yeah, and I noticed that with mine. They really only liked to be wrapped up like a little burrito until they're about two, two and a half months old, and then they they want it out. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, yes. let's yeah. let's talk about as you know those first few days. We're coming home. We're trying to find what kind of that routine is going to look like, and we have constant calls and text messages of people wanting to come visit, and. You know, we can talk about visitors from the sense of uh, a normal world scenario, and then we can also kind of talk about visitors from a COVID world scenario because there are differences, of course. But, you know, what do you <laughs> recommend? Because I, I think that parents can feel a lot of pressure when it comes to visitors. Yeah, you know, I think this is something that we have to practice throughout all of parenting is just learning how to set boundaries, whether it's with your new child as they're turning into a toddler or also with your family. Just remember, you've brought a new person home and it is okay for you to set the boundaries now. You get to choose how you're taking care of your little one. And so if you're uncomfortable having visitors, which in the time of COVID is is a, a good idea, it's okay to say no, even though there's always tons of pressure from all these happy family members that just wanna come and help. Uh, they should understand and respect that, you know, it's not always the right time to have a ton of different faces there. You know, if you are going to have visitors, especially right now um, with the world the way it is, be talking to them about how to be safe and helpful when they're there. So washing hands before they touch the baby gets extra important. Um, consider having visitors wear a face mask if they're around. And certainly if anyone's been around anyone who's been sick or has any potential exposures or any symptoms themselves, they should not be around the newborn baby. Um, so really, you know, it sometimes it's hard to say no, but it's okay to say no. So give yourself permission to do that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and some of the things <laughs> you were saying too, in regards to what you want your visitors to do when they get there. I mean, that's COVID or not, you know, wash your hands, right. respect the space. I mean, do those things, of course, with the new baby. And that's always important. And then it, we come to feeding the baby. We're home now. There's no one guiding us into what we need to do or, you know, that overnight that some stay in the hospital, the nurse is checking in on you saying, you know, let's feed the baby and, and all of those things. And now you're wondering, okay, is my baby getting enough food? Am I feeding my baby too often, not often enough? And you take the cues from them, but you still want to make sure you're doing the right thing. Right. I mean, I think the rule of thumb for almost everything is that the baby is the boss. We never want to make a hungry baby wait. And uh, 
you know, they feel like they're eating nearly constantly for those first few days. A lot of newborns will do something called cluster feeding, where they're wanting to eat every 30 or 45 minutes, especially in that late evening, early nighttime period for the first few days. And you just got to go with it because they really, they're asking for what they need. For moms who are choosing to breastfeed, that is a really important time. The more the baby eats, the better your supply will be. And so it really is important to just hang out there and feed the baby when they're asking for it. Um, for kiddos that are taking formula or we're supplementing, it still is good just to follow those cues and feed the baby when they're hungry. Um, I wouldn't expect a newborn baby to be eating, you know, five, six ounce bottles at a time, but certainly, you know, I never keep those babies waiting either. And these two things kind of go hand in hand from feeding your baby to diaper duty, because there's um, kind of a tie between the two. If, if baby's getting enough uh, throughout the day, then they will be producing those wet diapers and dirty diapers consistently throughout the day as well. So what, like, what should we be looking for when it comes to diaper duty? Uh, how many diapers are kind of the norm? And, you know, when is it, when is it a cause for concern if we think, hmm, there haven't been as many as I expected or there haven't been any dirty ones today? Should there be mm -hmm. those types of questions? Sure. I think the first thing that we always look for is that a baby should poop sometime in the first day of life. The initial stools that little ones have are black and sticky and tarry. And I think that's sometimes a surprise for parents because it's not what you expect to see right off the bat. Um, those are called meconium stools and they can last for a few days. But most importantly, we just want to see that they poop one time in the first day of life. Um, after that, uh, we like to at least see one, if not more than that every day, kind of depending on how they're eating. But if they ever go more than a day without pooping during the those first you know, four or five days of life, it's a good idea just to call your doctor and make sure that eating is going okay, um, as it can be a sign that they're just not getting enough food. Once those meconium stools have passed, then babies really start pooping a lot more. So you're going to see lots of wild colors, yellow, green, little white seedy things in there are really, really common. Sometimes we see orange. Um, I like to tell parents, I only worry if it's red, black, or white, but all the rest of the colors, I'm not too concerned about, and it could change a lot over time. Those first few weeks, expect the baby to poop every single time they eat. And so uh, if you're getting 12 or 16 poops a day, that sounds really good to me. Uh, but if you're not getting enough, you know, poopy diapers, you're not getting one every single day for the first week or two, you know, give us a call and let's talk about and see what's happening because your doctor always wants to discuss those things with you. Yeah. I give that with a bit of a caveat because after a baby's about a month old, the six weeks old, they go through a big change where then it's very normal for them to not poop every day. So things are changing rapidly. Again, we go back to that flexibility. But if you're ever worried, your doctor's there for you and we can always answer those questions. Yeah, perfect. And then, of course, I mean, we always want to keep our children safe. Um, those first few days when you're bringing baby home, whether, you know, like I said, it's your first baby or your fifth, there's different things that you always want to do to make sure baby is safe at home. Uh, they're, they're sturdy, but they're not quite very strong yet. And so there's a lot of things that we need to do to make sure they stay safe. Yes. You know, there's, um, Several things that are really important for keeping babies safe. I think the biggest thing that I always tell parents to watch out for is just make sure that your baby doesn't have a fever. I think that's um, 
really important just to make sure that they're not getting sick because a fever in a newborn is a really big deal. Coming in for those regular well child checks, you know, right after you leave the hospital and at two weeks and then going on forward is a great way just to make sure that your kid is staying healthy. Um, some other things that are really important just for how to keep your baby safe is um, talking to older siblings some about, you know, mm -hmm. don't kiss them on the face, try not to kiss them on the hands, that sort of thing. Um, and so there's just lots of things that are really helpful for keeping babies safe. Yeah. And then what about getting outside and getting some fresh air? I know right off the bat, a lot of, um, especially new parents, can be very uh, leery of even opening the door, leaving the home. Um, but that is okay to do. Yeah. You know, as soon as you are feeling up to it, especially for those moms who have had C-sections and are needing a little bit of extra time to recover, as soon as you're feeling up to it, I think it's a great idea to get out and do walks with your little one. Um, it's a good bonding time. It's nice to get some fresh air. Um, it's good for mom's recovery too. And so uh, I think that's a great thing to get out and do. What's important to me is that we keep your little one safe while you're out with them. So we certainly we don't want them to be in direct sunlight, so just keep them in the shade, big floppy hats, nice covering clothing that's not too thick this time of year is a great thing to do. But babies like the fresh air and it's great for them too. So don't be afraid to get out and do some little, you know, walks around the block and things like that. And then now in those first few days that we have baby home, bath time can also look a little scary. Um, whether you're using a bathtub or a sink, uh, there's a lot of different... Uh, bath apparatuses out there on the market now. What do you recommend for bath time? Because it can also be a great bonding time with baby. Bath time is fun. You know, there's lots of ways to do it. Some babies like it, some babies don't. Um, the biggest thing to me is just keeping your baby safe. So you can use those cool little bathtubs or they have these new flower bathtubs that go in your sink or no matter how you do it, as long as you're keeping, you know, your baby in the water in a safe way and face out of the water so it's safe that's the important part we want the water to be nice and warm kind of you know skin temperature so it's not too hot for your little one but it's still comfortable um, for those first few days when the umbilical cord is still on we want to try and keep it dry you don't have to do anything special to it you don't have to put any alcohol wipes on it but keeping it dry and doing more sponge baths can be a really good idea to just help it fall off a little sooner um, so you can try that at home. Once that's off, you get to do just regular nice baths. Make sure that anything that you're using uh, and putting on the baby's skin is as gentle as you can get. So unscented is always a great idea for the things that you're buying and all those nice baby body washes and shampoos and things like that that are no tears are really good, but we usually prefer those that are unscented just because their skin is so sensitive. And don't be afraid to put a little lotion on. Every newborn peels for the first few weeks, so don't feel like you've done anything wrong if all of a sudden their you know, wrists and hands are peeling. Um, lotion likely won't stop that first process, but it's a fine thing to do after baths. So we've talked a lot about baby over the first couple days after coming home, but we also have to think about mom and mom's mm -hmm. self-care as well in those first few days because I think it's very common as a mom to not think about yourself. You automatically Absolutely. are thinking about everyone else, everything else, and everything under the sun except you. And it's important, especially in those first few days, that you think about yourself as well because, you know, the the better 
uh, rested and, and well taken you are, the better your baby's going to be as well. I think this is a really hard thing for a lot of moms. Your body's just gone through a huge change. Uh, it's got a lot of recovery ahead of it. And um, I think it's a little hard to think of yourself in the middle of these sorts of times. A lot of times it's hard to remember to eat and drink, but it is so important. For those breastfeeding moms, you are using the equivalent um, calories of running a 5K every day. So it's really important to eat. This is not time to start dieting. This is time to enjoy some cookies <laughs> for that first <laughs> little bit. Because um, really, you do have a lot of recovery to go through for that first little while. Uh, one of the things that's vital that you really pay attention to is just your emotions. You know, baby blues are really common. Your hormones are going to be all over the place. And so expect some tearfulness and kind of going up and down like that for those first several weeks. What I always worry about and what I know, you know, our wonderful OBs are always thinking about is postpartum depression. Um, it's a very common thing for moms. And, and don't forget the dads. The dads can suffer some of those emotional issues, too. And so, you know, if you're starting to feel like you just don't have the ability to take care of yourself or your emotions are keeping you from bonding with um, your new baby or that really this anxiety and, and sad thoughts are, are more than they should be, reach out to us and, you know, we'll be asking at your little one's checkups too, but we want to help. Uh, the pediatrician and your OB, I'm sure, wants to help. And it's hard for us to know unless we hear from you. So please, please reach out to us if you're starting to feel those emotions change like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important <laughs> to listen to yourself and listen to your body during all those times. And you've You've gone through so many changes of growing a human and going through those hormone changes and emotions to then having the baby, bringing baby home. You, you have to take care of yourself and, and listen mm -hmm. to yourself. It's, it's very important, yes. And so then with baby, it's also important to, to do the same things and, and watch their little bodies and their emotions and um, you know make sure they're getting in for their well baby checkups. Those are important to check for, you know, growth and milestones and things like that. So what do you recommend um, when it comes to the, the baby checkups at your pediatrician office? Yeah, we follow the typical schedule here at Intermountain. We like to see you usually right after you leave the hospital a day or two later, depending on how long you stay there. At the two-week checkup, that one's really important too. And then standardly, we see you at two, four, six. 9, 12, 15, 18 months, and two years. Then after that, it may be six months, it may be a year, uh, but it is really important to be getting all of those checkups uh, throughout that time because growth really does change and development is something that we're following very closely too. And then making sure that baby is staying up to date on their vaccinations as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And this year, you know, it's really important to be getting those flu shots. So, you know, even though you don't, the newborn's not going to be getting it, mom needs to be thinking about those. And once your little one's six months old, we'll be adding that into the routine too. And so be thinking about that too. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you too, is that kind of the, the time frame of the flu shot. Can you get a flu shot when you're pregnant? Can you get a flu shot once you have baby? And then when can baby get the flu shot? 
So a flu shot while you're pregnant is a great thing. You know, if you're happening to be pregnant during flu season, getting that flu shot in your pregnancy has actually been shown to help protect your baby once they're born. And so it's a really important time to get that flu shot done. Um, and it's absolutely safe to do at that point. Uh, for babies, we generally don't give flu shots um, in the first six months of life just because that's not where the safety and the data is. And so we wait until they're six months old. That's when we really add it into the routine, as long as it's during the flu season. Flu season, we usually start giving shots end of September, early October. So this year, if you're thinking about buying Halloween costumes, think about getting your flu shot, too. That's a good way to remember it. Well, perfect. Well, you know, of course, your guys' website, intermountainhealthcare.org slash services slash pediatrics, it has so many great resources and and tips for parents, whether you're new parents or parents of many children. Um, it's such a great resource for people, so I encourage everyone to go there as well. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for kind of breaking down some of those first uh, very exciting and also scary and overwhelming days after we bring baby home. Uh, we appreciate your time with us. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. That was Dr. Caitlin Carpenter, pediatrician with Intermountain Healthcare. Again, thank you so much. Uh, stay safe. And that is the Baby Your Baby podcast for this week. Thanks for joining me, Jade Elliott, and our guest for this week's Baby Your Baby podcast. If you have a topic that you'd like our Baby Your Baby experts to discuss, leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. Baby Your Baby is a KUTV2 news podcast and is sponsored by Intermountain Healthcare, Broadway Media, and the Utah Department of Health.